0: This message is brought to you by Nuveen. Nuveen has provided investment excellence for 125 years with expertise across income and alternatives. Nuveen continues to expand its capabilities while maintaining its legacy as a leading investment manager. Visit nuveen.com to learn more. Investing involves risk. Loss of principle is possible. Today on Watching Your Wealth, what you need to know about opening a private museum. This is Watching Your Wealth from the Wall Street Journal. Now, from our studios in New York, here's Veronica Dagger. This is Veronica Dagger, and you're listening to Watching Your Wealth, where you learn all you need to know about building your wealth and protecting your money. Laura Doyle is a vice president and collections manager at Chubb. Welcome,
1: Laura. Thank you. Thanks for having me.
0: Great to have you. So, Laura, I love this topic. Are you seeing more of the wealthy wanting to open their own private museum?
1: We are. I'll just preface this by saying that private museums are certainly not a new concept. Many of the country's great institutions were founded by private collectors. Um, But it definitely is a trend that we've seen among our clients within the past five years or so. We've seen a, a major uptick in the number of Chubb clients that are opening private institutions. So why would folks want to do this? Well, there are a number of reasons. In some cases, we've seen that collectors simply Run out of space in their homes. They don't have enough wall space to display their artwork. And rather than moving items into storage, they are interested in sharing their collections and their passion for art with the public. So they're opening private museums. And in other cases, we've seen that some clients are interested in preserving their legacies. So if you donate a collection to a museum, that often means giving up control of those items. Museums often can't display or even accept a collection in its entirety. Um, and many times donated pieces will be moved into storage depending on that institution's exhibition schedule. So by opening a private museum, collectors have the ability to main. Cont- maintain control over those items, which is really important for some collectors.
0: Indeed. So what do these museums look like? Are they big? Are they small? You know, what type of Mm -hmm. art? I would think it varies.
1: Yeah, it really runs the gamut. So some of our clients have opened museums that are small scale. um, Oftentimes they're located on their property. They might have limited public access. And in other cases, we've seen clients that have opened up really large scale institutions with ambitious exhibition schedules and really broad public access.
0: Interesting. So I would think for certain tax requirements, you would need that the private uh, that the private museum is open a few days a week, right? Is there some sort of IRS oversight on all this?
1: Right, yes. Um, so for collectors that are looking to get that 501c3 status, they do need to meet certain guidelines, um, which would require um, access to the public, educational programs, things like that. What
0: about security? Because I would think, I mean, especially if you've got some really nice pieces of art in there, you've got to think about not only the cost of creating the museum, building that museum, but securing it, whether it's 24-7 security guards or Mm -hmm. elaborate alarm systems?
1: Yes. So anytime you have an art collection, you need to have a stewardship plan in place. And obviously, there are some additional considerations in the um, case of a private museum. And really, the size of the collection, the public accessibility, um, the type of art, and then the operations of the museum are going to dictate those loss prevention measures and the type of insurance program that should be in place. So with a private museum, from a loss control standpoint, owners should have a multi-layered security system in place and a comprehensive fire detection system. They also need to be thinking about inventory controls and environmental controls.
0: So environmental controls like the temperature?
1: and Temperature, humidity, uh, UV exposure.
0: Interesting. Can you move pieces between your private collection, say
1: in your house, to your museum? What kind of flexibility do you have? Mm-hmm. Well, again, it depends whether a collector is looking to get that 501c3 status. Um, but there are regulations around um, separating your private collection from the museum collection if you're looking to get those uh, tax benefits.
0: Interesting. Laura, we need to take a quick break, but when we come back, we'd love to hear more of your tips. ADP knows anything you hear, anything you don't hear, anything you kind of heard, anything you weren't supposed to hear and now have to pretend like you didn't, can change the world of work. From HR to payroll, ADP designs forward-thinking solutions to take on the next anything make sure to check out the future of everything podcast because the future
1: is closer than you think all new episodes each friday in june the wall street journal listen ambitiously
0: this is watching your wealth from the wall street journal now from our studios in new york here's veronica dagger We're back with Chubb's Laura Doyle, who's giving us tips about opening a private museum. So, Laura, what are some of the mistakes you've seen people make when they're opening their private museum?
1: Well, I would say that sometimes collectors don't fully think out the collection management plan that needs to be in place when opening a private museum. Um, Obviously, you need to be thinking about protecting the collection, but also the fact that there will be public access to that institution. Um, From a public access standpoint, collectors need to think about everything from having uh, walkways and hallways well lit and exits that are clearly marked. Um, Collectors should be working with an independent agent to ensure that they have proper liability coverage in place from that standpoint. Um, collectors also need to ensure that they're always working with professionals anytime they are moving or installing artwork, as opposed to installing pieces themselves. Oh my goodness! <laughs> um, yeah, we've seen nice. you know a number of losses from clients that have hung pieces on the wall, um, and those pieces have then fallen off and hit other objects on the way down. So, um, yeah, working with professionals is always critical. And then you really want to have a collections management team in place that's going to oversee the inventory and doing regular condition checks on those pieces.
0: What about storing your art when you're not displaying it in your collection?
1: So collectors have a few options. Um, There are a number of independent uh, fine art storage facilities. But in the case of private museums, we're seeing that a number of collectors are building storage on site so that they can easily access their pieces and rotate the collection. Whenever you're storing items on site, you need to make sure that they're properly packaged and created, and you need to be maintaining environmental controls and inventory controls just as you would um, as items are on display. And then certainly maintaining security, um, fire protection, and looking out for things like water leaks are really critical. We see that some people think of a basement as a natural storage location, when in actuality that's the location that's most subject to fluctuations and uh, temperature and humidity as well as water leaks. Get some mold on your nice new painting. Exactly. It happens. (laughs) Not a good
0: idea. Great. Thank you so much for the tips, Laura. Thank you. This has been Watching Your Wealth, a production of The Wall Street Journal. I'm Veronica Dagger. For more information, check us out at whj.com slash podcast. Thanks for listening. This message comes from Viking, committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, destination-focused dining, and cultural enrichment on board and on shore. And every Viking voyage is all-inclusive with no children and no casinos.